Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here today. Sadly, Joy cannot be with us. She is in the process of moving, so she has a lot going on right now, but I'll be here today interviewing Cassie Isabella. She is from, or she is a multidiscipline creative hailing from Toronto, Canada, who has been working in both the travel industry and also the social work field for over four years. Her combined passions make it a priority to curate travel experiences that are not only fun, but also done in an ethical and affordable way. That gives back to the local communities they touch. So welcome, Cassie. Hi, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Talk all things travel like I love to do. (laughs) (laughs) And we are definitely very excited to have you here. Um, Obviously, the whole podcast is based on Black women and traveling, and you have definitely done a lot of travel in your life, and even now. So um, first, I'm going to start off with some background. What actually inspired your passion for travel? Um, A breakup, probably. (laughs) I was um, I was in a seven-year relationship maybe four years ago, and it ended a week before we were supposed to get married. And um, I had always wanted to travel, and it's always been something that's been on my heart. But like being in a relation, long-term relationship and a commitment didn't like give me the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. Just we were really wrapped up in each other and like our lives together, and that was the priority at the time. And I had a lot of other stuff going on in my own personal life as well. So when I got out of that relationship, the first thing I did literally a week after was apply to be a flight attendant. And I literally a month to the day that I was supposed to get married, I got the job as a flight attendant and started traveling like crazy. And it just honestly changed my entire life. It probably saved my life. It was like, it was like, 
this like peace in the midst of everything that I was going through and really helped me to have something else to look forward to and channel all my energy into after such a big and traumatic breakup. So that would probably have been my inspiration early. <laughs> wow. Yeah, not gonna lie. That was like the last thing <laughs> I expected you to say, but <laughs> I know, right? No, but um, it's really, it's, it's really beautiful that you're able to find something like so like wonderful and like, like I don't know how to describe it but like you know travel like it's a great thing to like be involved in and you found something like really healthy to like throw yourself into after all of that absolutely absolutely um wow so <laughs> that's great no, I'm sorry but that was just like the craziest thing <laughs> I would have thought <laughs> right um, that's crazy like a week before you were getting married oh my gosh but um, back to travel. <laughs> so like, what would you say is your favorite thing about travel since you've been really invested into it? Uh, my favorite thing about there's so I have there's, there's not just one thing like there's yeah. so many things I love about travel it, um, meeting new people like exposing yourself to like different cultures that you wouldn't obviously be exposed to in your own backyard pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone like it just really challenges you to think outside of your own comfort comfort box and I love that it's really grown me in so many ways I've learned so much through travel probably I've learned the most through travel and um yeah it just like shapes it helps you to see the world from a different perspective and um helps you understand that like the way you think and see the world is not the only way to see the world and think there's so many other ways out there um, so that's probably, in a nutshell, what my favorite thing about travel is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love, like, how it's always something new that you can be doing, and it's not, like, I don't know, the repetitive, everyday thing you're doing in life. Absolutely. So we know you obviously love to travel, and you have been traveling. Can you, like, let the audience know where you literally just got back from, I guess, like a day or two ago. Yeah, so I just got back from Turkey, which is really, really dope. That ex that trip was very eventful. It started out really slow. I honestly was like, oh my gosh, I hate Turkey. I don't ever want to come back here in the beginning. But as countries tend to do, like I, I as you explore and learn more about it, um, it got better as the days got went by and I explored more, got to um, hook up with the local photographer to shoot and um we he showed me around a lot so that was really dope because I got to get a local's perspective of the country of Istanbul which is where I started out and um it was it was fun I really really enjoyed the southern part of Turkey I flew to um Dalaman and went mm -hmm. to Kabak Valley which was incredibly insane like it's just this like beached area with big mountains and incredible views and just all the water sports you can think of they do like paragliding down there and stuff and there's just these really cute cabins in the mountains that you can stay in and it's just like a completely different experience than Istanbul and that was when like I really 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 enjoyed the trip so obviously it's during COVID um so I'm not, I didn't get the full experience of Istanbul, like many people told me they had, like apparently it's really lively, it's fun, the energy's high, things are obviously different because of COVID, and, um, but um, I really, really enjoyed it nonetheless, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I've never actually, I've never been to Turkey, so okay. I don't know, what's one thing you would say for like, every tourist needs to see when you get there? Um, 
definitely go to Kabak Valley. Mm-hmm. Highly encourage you to go out of the regular Istanbul, which is where people usually go. Or Cap- I didn't get to go to Cappadocia, um, where the air balloons are. Oh, yeah. Um, I highly, highly encourage people to not just stay in Istanbul. The flights around Turkey are super cheap. It was $30 to get from Istanbul to, um, to, uh, to Dalaman, where we flew. And that area is just like a beach area, Fatih, where you can get either an all-inclusive resort, a cabin in the, uh, the mountains, a, bung- a beachfront bungalow, uh, mm-hmm. a tent. People, a lot of people go camping out there. It's really popular for that. So whatever your speed is, there's like something for you. It's just a really dope area and a completely different like pace than Istanbul and the rest of Turkey. So definitely encourage you to fly out to a different city if you do travel there. Don't just do one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I definitely need to plan a trip. <laughs> that all sounds really nice. Um, so how long were you actually there for? Uh, the third to, so maybe two weeks, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I was out there for two weeks. Yeah. And like, what would you say besides like, I know you said like a lot of people weren't really out because of COVID, but what would you say is the most challenging thing about, I guess, travel in general with COVID going on? The most challenging challenging thing is how quickly things change because you could go to a country and the rules are one thing when you left. And by the time you're heading back, it's a completely different thing. thing. Yeah. country and they're not up to date on the changes and you might encounter um, challenges because of that. So my sister came with me for the first part of the trip. The reason why we went there was for her birthday trip Mm -hmm. and she went from Turkey to Greece. That was the plan anyways. And when she was leaving the airport, they, the Turkish airlines would not let her leave to go to Greece because they were saying that Canadians are not allowed into Greece, which is incorrect. Um, Turkish Mm. people are not allowed into Greece right now, but Canadians are, but they were telling her the reason why you're not allowed to go to Greece is because Canadians are not allowed into Greece. And I think that the, that, that especially like abroad, maybe, um, Canadians are lumped in with Americans. So maybe, I, I feel like maybe they just assume like, oh, Canadian, American, same thing. Um, but that's not the case. I don't even think, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say I don't think I think Americans are allowed in, but that's not right. Americans are not allowed into Greece yet. They're allowed into Turkey, but um. So she had to change her flight. Um, she changed it to go to Italy instead, and they still didn't let her go to Italy. So literally, the country it wasn't even like Italy was not allowing her in. Turkey was not allowing her to go into Italy. Wouldn't that's let crazy. Her leave Turkey? So they were like, nope, you can't go to Italy. You're not allowed into Italy either. Italy is open to all tourists. There's just certain tourists have to quarantine for two weeks right now. Mm -hmm. So they had that information wrong as well. So she changed her flight to Germany and they were like, you're still not allowed to go to Germany, even though Germany is literally open right now. Um, so do they just want her to go back to Canada or something? Like, I, I don't understand. They were just like, yeah, they were just like, you have to be going back to Canada. You can only connect. Their information was incorrect. So that's the frustration with traveling during COVID. You just never know. Even if you have the right information, you don't, the agent that you're dealing with might not have the right information and might prevent you from traveling because things are, so, are changing so quickly. There's obviously language barriers and information that's being tra- tra- uh, transferred around as well. So they might have misunderstood the information to, to mean something. But when I'm reading the information that I'm seeing for Germany's trap on Germany's government information, there was nothing that should have prevented her from allowing to go in, from going in. So finally she booked a flight to London 
and they let her go to London because London is literally yeah open. that should be open yeah absolutely London has not not even closed their borders during this entire pandemic to anyone so she flew, finally flew to London and from London went to Greece so that's what do. yeah so it was just like you just never know even if you know the information correctly and have read up on the information how you're going to be received so definitely like check in with other people who you know have traveled to those countries to see what their experience has been like um mm-hmm. do a lot of research as much as possible and don't book in advance honestly yeah. it's not worth the headache because of how quickly things are changing a lot of countries that have opened up are having to lock down again or impose curfews at the very last minute like i had a friend who went to dominican republic and while he was there that a curfew got like a curfew um was instilled so nobody was allowed after allowed out after 5 p.m. and he like left once he touched down because of that. So it's like you just never know how when things Sheesh. are going to. Or my girl yeah. lives in South Korea right now and they've gone back into lockdown because a lady went to church and infected a whole bunch of people. So the they've their cases are rising again in South Korea. So it's just like you just never know how quickly things can change. Yeah, that's really crazy. Were yeah. you forced to get like tested or anything? No, nowhere was I forced to get tested in Greece. Uh, to get into the country, you have to fill out like a, a form online, which which generates a QR code. And um, the QR code tells them when you get there, they scan your QR code when you get there and it tells them whether or not you should be tested. I believe it depends on what country you're from that determines that. I <laughs> flew there with my boyfriend and he's from London and he had to get tested and I didn't when our QR codes were scanned. And I'm from Canada, he's from London, but we both flew from the same place, which is why that told me that it must have to do with where you're coming from. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I haven't had to get tested anywhere I went. I literally just like travel and then when I get back, I just quarantine for 14 days. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. So I've been wondering like what it's been like, cause I've only like traveled domestically, haven't really gone anywhere out of the country. So I've been wondering what it's been like. Okay, so now we're going to kind of shift the conversation more from the travel you've just been doing towards like how you were able to get more into the travel industry. Uh, Okay, cool. So yeah, (laughs) so prior to entering the travel industry, Cassie accumulated 10 years of experience in event planning, and that included a lot of planning, like wedding planning, um, youth empowerment events, workshops, a lot of other stuff but yeah. eventually and it was all throughout Toronto eventually yeah. she started doing travel planning so she curated black travel meetups in the U.S. and then she also co-created the Roaming Republic so yeah. for those that don't know what these things are can you tell us what um, the Roaming Republic is about? Yeah so the Roaming Republic is basically a travel community um, started between with started out with me and my late friend said who passed away last year, unfortunately. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. Thank you. Um, we met through Instagram, basically, just like the Black travel community. Both of us were tra- Instagram travel bloggers, a part of like this group of um, Black travelers who basically helped each other grow our accounts. And we just clicked through there. Um, and I had just started hosting Black travel meetups in New York. So I had done two um, back-to-back meetups with over 40 people in New York, um, just like a bunch of travelers who wanted to connect and meet up. And then I had put out there if anybody wanted to 
uh, collaborate on a group trip and he had put out that he wanted to host a trip to Thailand. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, if you need any help, like, let me know. And he was like, I was literally just about to ask you if you wanted to help me do this. And I was like, yeah, cool. So we literally just um, connected through WhatsApp, got on a FaceTime call, discussed like how we wanted to do it, looked at villas and what the plans were and put it out there, Bella Worldwide and said in the city, present Thailand 29, what was 2018 at the time, put it out there. And um, the first trip was a large majority of Sed's friends because he had put it out first. So um, I think it was in January 2018 we started planning and the trip happened in August and it went so well. We worked so well together that we decided to launch another trip to the same villas within two weeks of us coming back. Oh wow! And it sold out in less than 24 hours. And then we put out another trip like a month later to Costa Rica, which at the time was my favorite place. And I had been there twice at the time. And um, that sold out again in 24 hours. And then we discussed like how I wanted to start a group travel company and he wanted to do the same thing. So us doing it together would be a really good idea. And because we work so well together, it just made sense to do that. So we just like brainstormed names um, for like a month. I think it took us to come up with a name. I built our website and created the, the Instagram page and we launched it, launched the Roaming Republic in December, 2018 and it was very well received and we've just continued to launch trips to places that either he's been to or I've been to from then and um, it just continued to grow and grow and grow and after he passed away unfortunately in May I didn't really have much time to think about it because the next trip was like a a week later um, to Costa Rica and um, which was would have been our first trip that we released under our name I think Um, so our official trip and uh i just went forward with the trip and continued um continued running the company with all the trips we had released and officially incorporated the company because at the time we hadn't really made it an official company yet so i officially incorporated it uh in november and have continued um with it since then so and obviously covid has affected it this year so a lot of things have been put on hold and have affected the the um all the plans that, that I've had for it moving forward but um yeah that's essentially how we started how we kept going and how we continue to keep going um it's grown into like a community of roamers who just really um connect now a lot of people have started doing their own trips or just like connecting with each other to do little trips so it's like become a community of people who just like all love travel and um, get to become a part of this like branch of majority black travelers who um, are passionate about traveling and just having a good time abroad. So Mm -hmm. yeah, pretty dope. That's really cool. And it's like great that you're able to still keep it going even after all, like everything that's happened. And like, what would you say, I know we talked about like how COVID is like messing everything up with like physically traveling, but how do you think it's affecting travel business as well? Oh, well, there is, it's right now, I think, um, because I ran a survey a couple months ago to find out how people were feeling about travel, like whether they wanted to do group travel still, if they've been financially affected to the point where they can't travel anymore, Mm -hmm. how comfortable they felt um, still sharing rooms or not sharing rooms and that kind of stuff, and um, where in the world they'd still feel comfortable traveling to this year and next year. And a lot of the feedback was that 
Um, people are obviously more comfortable in smaller group trips. Um, there's no more sharing rooms, obviously, with people you don't know um, because of the risk factor. Yeah. So all of that affects how we are able to move forward with trips. And also people are skeptical about booking trips that they could potentially not receive their money back for if COVID changes things, right? Because that was a huge thing. A lot of, most companies were not, were not able to offer refunds um, because things happen so suddenly. And um, just how businesses are run generally, it's very difficult to be able to refund money that most companies are not getting back themselves when everything happened. So that leaves travelers very like skeptical about booking a trip, not knowing what could happen if it doesn't go forward, especially with things changing. So that makes it so that it's like, um, it's just like this wait to see when things are certain enough that you can, that I, for me, that I could, really confidently release a trip that will not have to be canceled, that will not have to be rescheduled, and will not have any issues um, moving forward. So it's just like this waiting game, really. Yeah. Um, and most companies are just having to find new ways to keep their, their clientele engaged, whether it's online, like engagement, or uh, different merch, or maybe releasing trips in 2021 in hopes that things will be different by then. For me, I'm just like, maybe a little bit like- We'll just wait it out. <laughs> traumatized from everything this year. Yeah. Because we literally had to cancel seven, tri seven trips. Oh the my God. The last trip we were holding on to was our Greece trip, which was a really big trip in September with hopes that by September things would have been different. And Greece had announced in, I don't remember when it was a couple months back that they were going to open up their borders to America. So we decided to move forward with that trip. And then when the date came for when they were going to open the borders, they decided, no, actually they're not opening their borders to America. And there's no, there's no, with no um, date, with no date in sight for when that's going to happen. So we held on for a little bit longer for maybe like a month or two to see if things change. And then it came to the point where it was just like, even if they do open their borders, people don't have enough time to get their flights in order to finish mm -hmm. paying for their, their trip because we do payment plans and everything. So it just wouldn't, didn't make sense to keep the trip going. So we finally had to cancel that one um, about a month ago. And um, so it's just been like a waiting game of, where can we go without have without having any issues and also not putting people at risk because the reality is COVID is still around even yeah. though it's travel uh, i feel like the safest thing right now is solo travel or traveling with people that you know and um group travel just obviously puts a bigger risk because you're exposing yourself to more people in a smaller uh, amount of space and um again COVID is still lurking and it's still around so um there's so many factors that go into play deciding when to start launching trips again and when to start going moving forward with things again that won't put my uh, travelers at risk and won't and will make people feel confident that like this trip will move forward. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like a whole it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's really a lot. Dang. Well, can you tell us more about um, some of the Black travel meetups you started in the U.S. before the Roman Republic started? Yeah, so basically it was, at the time, it was, um, I posted two and part, and participated in, in one uh, in addition to that. And this was like right before I started um, RR, or not even RR, right before I partnered with Seth on this, that on our first trip. 
Um, basically, I just put it out on Instagram. Hey, I'll be in New York on such and such date um, to host a Black travel meetup for travelers who just want to link up, connect with other tra travel enthusiasts and build their network. And um, it was very well received. Um, I was also in a couple of Facebook groups that I put it out to, like Black travel Facebook groups that I put it out to. Um, I created an event. I think I used Eventbrite at the time. It was so long ago, I don't even remember. Um, I think I used Eventbrite at the time for RSVPs. I chose this Black-owned restaurant in New York called Solomon and Cuff. It was really, really dope. Ended up having 30 people RSVP and over 40 people showed up. So we literally like um, filled out the entire restaurant, had to like borrow tables. It was nice. Uh, kind of bad because like they had to take tables from other people who had reservations and they were so accommodating to us it was really really dope um did that did another one at this uh in in harlem at this uh it was like this day party thing um i wish i could remember the spot because the food was amazing it was really really dope um but that was another one too similar thing put it out there who wants to meet up on this date looking for black travelers and um it was just really, really well received. And from that, I went straight into planning this trip with said. So I didn't really do another one after that. In between that, I've done a lot of just like, hey, I'm in this country who wants to link up. And that's how I've really built my travel network. Mm -hmm. um, I always like meet up with any Instagram friends or other travelers who are in the cities that I was going to. I'd put that out a lot, whether it was LA, New York, it, so anywhere in the US or anywhere abroad. I've uh, done a lot of like smaller scale, like little meetups with one or two people or three, five people here and there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just really how I've built like a lot of the travel network that I have. Um, and um, yeah, that's basically what the <laughs> meetups were. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really nice. I like the fact like, cause I go on solo trips all the time. So it's nice that you have, you can literally just like post something really quick text somebody real quick and at least like a couple people will be around that you could link up with and do some stuff with if you're by yourself for sure for sure so we're running like towards the end of time so <laughs> we're gonna um wrap start to wrap up the interview um I'm gonna ask a question I ask all of the people that I do interview and it's why do you think it's important for black women to travel um, because like traveling allows you to see parts of yourself that you wouldn't necessarily see in your own comfort zone. Um, it exposes you and other people. First, it exposes you to parts of the world and cultures and ways of thinking that you wouldn't necessarily be exposed to in your own backyard. Um, and that's important. I think it's one of the great, like traveling is one of the greatest teachers um, and tools for learning that we have access to. And just like, also, I love that we get to expose other people, especially in places that we're not often seen, to us in positive ways, as opposed to ways that they see us in the media, um, especially in places like Asia, or um, very more so areas where we don't necessarily go to because we're often thinking, oh, are there any black people there? Or why would I go somewhere there like that? Um, I think it's important to expose ourselves and expose other people to us in those places. So um, all of those are, to me, are more than reason enough to keep traveling and um, yeah, just growing and 
just because why not like why not yeah definitely um I love asking that question because we ask it every interview and everyone always has like their own twist to their answer so it's always a like a cool thing to hear from everybody's point of view so I guess we're at the end so where can the audience find you on social media you can just plug yourself in real quick (laughs) so you can find me on instagram bello at bello worldwide it's spelled exactly how it sounds and my company page at the roaming republic is where you can find me and um Soon we'll be launching YouTube channel on both my personal YouTube channel as well as the Roman Republic YouTube channel and clothing and apparel will be coming up soon as well. So look forward to that and other new projects that um, we'll be launching in the last quarter of the year. So yeah. Nice. And we'll link all that in the show notes so you guys can easily find it when it comes out. All right. Thank you once again, Cassie, for doing this. We love this interview. I'm really excited to go to Turkey and I'm also excited to see more from Roaming Republic and some travel events. Hopefully COVID goes away so we can <laughs> we can actually see it actually happening like by 2021. I really hope so, honestly. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you.